Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick. And this week, we are talking about lying and everything that goes with that and as nannies. Uh, and to do that, I have brought on crowd favorite <laughs> and my personal dear friend, uh, Katie Leinecke. Hello. Hi, Katie. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me back. I'm so excited that you're here, especially yeah. for this one, because this is something that I know you and I have talked at length mm-hmm. about in our in our own nanny years. Yes. Um, and then uh, that you're super knowledgeable about. Thank you. You're welcome. So to get started, uh, let's before we talk about lying. Let's hear some truths about you and your <laughs> and your background, just a yes. little brief. Katie's been on so many episodes because she's so knowledgeable and such a lovely human. So uh, go find her episodes and listen to them all. They're all well worth it. I will also say there's a thunderstorm going on right now. It's pretty epic, you guys. <laughs> it's pretty epic. So if you hear rain or thunder, uh, it's just giving a backdrop to the subject of lying. <laughs> the ambiance. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So some background about you. Some background about me. I, um, I've always babysat as a kid, but um, I've been a nanny for six years now. And I've nannied piecemeal scheduled. I've nannied full-time nannying. And now uh, I went back to school while I was full-time nannying. And I got a teaching certificate for early childhood education. And now I teach, I preschool teach from 8 to 2. And then I nanny from 2 to 6 or 2 to 9 p.m. some nights. Um, <laughs> yep. And then during the summer, so my school's out for the summer. School's out for summer. Sing it, guys. Sing it with us. Um, and... So I'm nannying 50 hours a week again. Yep. Ain't it the way it goes. It's an endurance sport, y'all. It really is. Uh, Yeah. I'm back up to those 10-hour days and it with both kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it actually is really fun. It is, yeah. It's it's nice to have time to like go do things that you just can't do during the school year. I really enjoy that aspect of it. It's nice too to, I find from being away, Mm -hmm. from being in a school, it's nice to be like, oh, look at all the time we get to have together. Because right. it's not just like, I also house manage a bit, mm-hmm. um, so or a lot sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to not just have to run errands 
Yes. And I tried my hardest to get them done while she's still at school before I get her from school. But it's like, it's just so nice to be like, and we can play together if we want to. Right. Yeah. So it's been, it's been really good to be back. It's like, oh, the like thing that I enjoy the most is being yeah, with kids. Yeah, and exactly. so it's nice to have the time to actually be with them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, wonderful. Well, let's get in to lying. So, <laughs> um, a lot of the research that I did broke it down by ages. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a good way to, for us to approach talking mm-hmm. about it as well. So, uh, those, those toddlers mm-hmm. and their first little attempts at, at yeah. lying. Um, so yeah, the, this is, they're dipping their toe mm-hmm. in the water mm-hmm. of lying, <laughs> but it's like they're they're not usually clever lies. Yeah, I w- I'm actually surprised to hear um, that they say toddlers lie because a lot of times if you ask a kid, like, did you hit your brother? They're like, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, did you do mm-hmm. it on purpose? And they're like, yes, I did. <laughs> so a lot of children actually lying is a developmental milestone, which mm-hmm. um, sounds so bizarre to many people. <laughs> Um, but a lot of times educators are like, congratulations, your child just reached a milestone where they can consider someone else's point of view. Right. So they're no longer as egocentric, which is like, I think about only myself and the world from my point of view and everyone else is an extension of me and they grow out of many adults are still that way. They're working on it. It's a process. (laughs) Um, but they are, when they're able to consider someone else's point of view and like, oh, I did something Mm -hmm. that my nanny or my mother or my father might not like, that's when they start lying. And so it's like a big milestone that all of a sudden their point of view shifts and they can consider they're starting to develop empathy, which is really interesting. Yeah, that is. Um, And, and yeah, I, I, it did say in this article that for a toddler to Mm -hmm. fib is a sign of like really high intelligence. Mm -hmm. Um, Like they're, they're ahead of their normal milestones. Yeah. 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 And so, um, that, you know, don't freak out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause some people are like, what's wrong with my child? Right. Um, Are they going to grow up to be a horrible person? Yeah. Yeah. And generally, I mean, like everybody has lied. Right. You're learning and it's, it's okay to all children are learning when to tell the truth. And Mm -hmm. if you think about yourself as an adult, Sometimes it's scary for me to tell the truth when I've done something, even if it was an accident. Like, right. um, it's it's hard to tell someone like, "Hey, I really screwed up, mm-hmm. and I didn't mean to, but now this is broken in your house, right. and I'm so sorry." Um, but it's important to give children opportunities to tell the truth without um, receiving consequences. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or like a really negative, hard consequence. Um, even if you have to give them some kind of like, "Hey, we can't do that," whatever right. it is you just did. But to honor their bravery is a good step in encouraging more honesty. Yes. Yeah. I I completely agree. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about um, in the timeout episode mm-hmm. of not withdrawing yeah if if they tell you the truth but it's something that um they made a mistake Mm -hmm. not withdrawing your love yeah right then is especially important yeah because otherwise they're like if i tell the truth the person i love goes away right exactly so it's such a dangerous pattern to reinforce Mm -hmm. because i mean honesty and an openness it it creates a pattern of a vulnerability where you can be safe telling someone that. And, and that's so important if something were to happen to your nanny child, um, that 
they need to tell an adult about, but they're afraid because someone said you're going to get in trouble. Right. Yes. Really scary. Yes. Uh, which Emma and I talked about mm-hmm. on the um, how being to keep able kids to, safe. Yeah, yeah, how to keep kids safe episode, which is also a great episode. Yeah. And that one's well worth listening to, mm-hmm. um, especially in conjunction with this one, because lying often is a sign of something else that's going wrong. Mm-hmm. So in this article, it talks about like school age kids will, you know, sometimes say, I don't have any math homework. Right. Which is actually covering up the fact that they're struggling in math. Yeah. And they don't feel like they can do it and right. they don't want to do it and because they don't feel good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, looking at a lie like that mm-hmm. as not like, oh, my kid's lying and they need to yeah. be punished. But yeah. looking at it as why is my kid lying? Yeah. Um, is really the key to like unlocking uh, a deeper, more meaningful relationship with Absolutely. your nanny kid. And, and they talk about in early childhood education, you should look for the unmet need. And right. so a lot of times you'll have a behavior that's not <laughs> your favorite or the best, or um, maybe is distancing, emotionally distancing for you because you're feeling a reaction to it, like mad, sad, whatever it is. Right. But Which I think a lot of nannies feel those feelings mm-hmm. and feel shame that they're feeling yeah, those feelings because they're, they're like, it's my job to love this child, yeah. but it is normal for you. And that reaction tells yeah. you that there's something there. Yeah. And real love offers correction yes. is the other thing. It And it shouldn't really withdraw <laughs> in that, but um, modeling good behavior when you're experiencing these emotions is important too. So it'd be like, mm-hmm. I'm really mad right now. I love you. I just need to take a minute or two to calm down because I don't want to say anything that'll hurt your feelings. And sometimes my mouth gets ahead (laughs) of me, gets out of my brain when I'm mad. Yeah. Um, so that's great. But, um, it's really important. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I'm so sorry. I interrupted. No, you're good. Um, we were talking about when, when kids are lying, being a sign of deeper, right. Um, they talked, they talk about looking for the unmet need. Yes. And so what is actually happening? Is your child afraid? Are they, um, feeling incompetent and then trying to, when you view it from that point of view, Mm -hmm. it helps you have compassion Mm -hmm. and it helps you to, um, try to solve the actual problem, which is, um, cause lying is kind of a symptom of an issue. Oftentimes like they don't feel safe telling you maybe for nothing that you have done, Um, or their parents have done just because they don't know how you're going to react. And that's scary. And kids have so little choice and power sometimes over their life, especially Mm -hmm. compared to adults, that it's very hard to want to tell the truth to someone who's like in charge of you all the time. Right. So I think that there's a lot of compassion that we could have on kids, especially (laughs) in these moments where it's um, more challenging with lies. Yes, exactly. And back to kind of the age ranges, Mm -hmm. uh, in this article, uh, which is by Parent Magazine, um, they also talked about so preschoolers mm-hmm. often will um, like imaginary friends. Yeah, technically, lie, lie. Yeah, <laughs> technically there is no one sitting there yeah. that you have to buckle in yeah. or f- give a plate of food to right, or right. whatever. But it talks about in this to them, it is actually yeah. a real, there is something real about it. Yes. And many, many children at that age can't differentiate between dreams and waking life yet mm-hmm. because um, it feels so real when you're mm-hmm. dreaming. So sometimes kids will be like, 
oh yeah, my mom, she works at the zoo. Could be true. You don't know. Um, or maybe you do. And then she's like, oh, we went to the zoo and we got to pet a zebra and you're like, cool. Like we got to, um, pet a giraffe and you're like, that's awesome. And they were like, and also a unicorn. And you're like, Hmm, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) And they might truly believe it's true. Mm -hmm. Um, or they might be because children are still working on processing. They don't actually always know what's actually happening in the situation. They can't get all the nuances. So they might be trying to relate to you their version of what happened. And you're like, that's not really what happened. <laughs> right. But that's how it felt to them. Yes. And isn't that a great skill for you as an adult to have? Because when your loved ones who are your spouses or your <laughs> friends have a totally different view of what happened when you're in conflict, mm-hmm. what a great skill to have to, to realize that perhaps they perceived it in a way that was right. not actually how you meant to express it or what you saw happen. And it's it happens all the time that two people have totally different views you might not be wrong. You might not right. be right, but it's important to listen and to try and um, t- tell me more is a good catchphrase for that story. Yes. 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 Tell me more. Yeah. Uh, because also any information that you gather mm-hmm. from it tells you mm-hmm. so much about the way that they see the world currently. Right. Um, which is so useful. Absolutely. And just like out of curiosity is also just, <laughs> it's fascinating. I to, just want to follow your thought process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you, something you think does not apply when they tell it to you, you're like, Oh, I totally like right. now I understand why you thought that or said that or mm-hmm. how you got here oh, from where we were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, not that also, you would really pet a rhinoceros. Who either. knows? You might. No, they're I think my sister mean. has. What? Yeah. All right. Fun story for later. <laughs> uh, it was a Christmas present from a boyfriend of hers. <gasps> That's a great yeah. Christmas present. Go him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back to lying. Yeah. Uh, they talk about when you, a lot of children at a certain age, like usually preschool age, mm-hmm. if you look them dead in the eye and you say, hey, I'm going to ask you a question and I really want you to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And then you, and you're like, can you please tell me the truth when I ask it? And they're like, yes, or whatever they'll say. Mm-hmm. Then you, uh, which they usually will say yes, or you can even not get an answer. And if you ask the question like 99% of the time, they will tell you the truth at that point. Right. That doesn't always work with like older kids. Yeah. They're like, mm, not going to get me on I'm, this one. You're not going to trap me. But they talk about too, like, it's not like you should only use that if you honestly don't know what happened and you want mm-hmm. to know. Um, because if you do know the truth, you should never set a trap for a child. You can right. say like, hey, I'm going to tell you what I saw. Or mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I know that's not true. I was here and I watched it. I saw you hit your brother. Do you want to tell me about what happened? And right. give them an opportunity to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then when they have been honest with you to congratulate them be like wow that was so brave of you it's hard to tell the truth and sometimes I have a hard time with it too and thank you yes thank you for being honest with me yeah I know that that must have been really hard Mm -hmm. and um by doing that you're creating a cycle of honesty where they're like oh like the world did not end (laughs) my nanny still loves me my mom still loves me my dad still loves me and I am now reinforced that I can't hit my brother. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's good to know. Yeah. And, and if I do something wrong, I can tell somebody what my thought process was and it's okay. Like mm-hmm. I don't have to put up these huge walls because no learning happens when you're protecting yourself against 
you know, an incoming emotional attack from a parent or a nanny or a whoever. Right. So you need to set up, um, like an armistice, like, you know, like (laughs) we need a peace treaty here so that we can discuss what's happening and like, just lay down your weapons, everyone. And you don't have to, there's no power struggle if you choose not to fight. Right. Yeah. Which is so key. Mm Because I think on this issue in particular, it can escalate. Oh, quickly. Quickly. Um, It's a trigger for many of us, too, Mm -hmm. to being being lied to. Oh, my gosh. Don't like it. No. Yeah. No. Uh, And and also, if this is something that you as a nanny are struggling with with your kids, um, researching it Mm -hmm. is, I think super helpful you know we're giving you a lot of information but if there's a something that is happening in your nanny household that we are not covering Mm -hmm. research it because a lot of times uh just you understanding the developmental growth background of the yeah yeah. Yeah. of the lie can be so helpful in giving you that that grace to be like okay right and even i mean like if you can find instances where you can model it Mm-hmm. in a way that I mean like because oftentimes you're not lying to the children but right. if you can go out of your way to be like I'm gonna be really honest like that makes me feel upset mm-hmm. because it hurts my feelings when you don't listen to me right and you can show them that like even even though it's minimal for you to put forth that effort you're setting an example of being honest in a moment that's might be somewhat challenging mm-hmm. um, or to say like you know what hey i I had a moment earlier and I just, I really messed up. And I was thinking like, I shouldn't have said this, that, or the other, or like there are many, we had an instance the other day, um, the little girl I nanny for and her mom were having, they had had a difficult weekend. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it was relayed to me on Monday morning and, uh, that really upset the little girl to relive it, which I I get that. Yeah. And, uh, but it's also information you need. Right. But maybe not in front of the child. Maybe not. Um, (laughs) but it was, it, her mom went to work and then she was kind of having a hard morning, Mm -hmm. which I understand. Mm -hmm. And, um, at one point she just really, her camp schedule had just changed. So like we're leaving 30 minutes earlier than we normally Uh, do. Yeah. And she loves to listen to books on tape, which I totally get, Mm -hmm. but she's like, I'm just going to listen until eight 30 and then I'm going to get ready. I was like, okay, but we leave for your camp at eight 45. And so so I just want you to, I know you don't like to be late. Mm -hmm. And so she didn't react well to that (laughs) either. And I was like, oh man, are we going to have a hard day? Like, it seems like you might be having a hard time being flexible today, which word wise is fine. But then she went upstairs and I was like, oh, Katie, you screwed that one up (laughs) because I actually just had something in my personal life with a loved one where I thought they were being inflexible. Mm -hmm. And actually they had been they pointed out when we were resolving the conflict that they had been flexible in many ways I had not noticed. Right. And the child came back down totally in a fine mood, had Mm -hmm. done her all of her toiletry needs. And I was like, hey, I was thinking, I was like, you went upstairs and I was like, oh man, I shouldn't have said that to you because I'm sure there are so many ways where you're being really flexible in your brain and I don't even get to see it because you've already solved the problem in your brain. Right. And I just wanted to apologize. It was not okay of me to say that. And she was like, I am being very flexible in my brain. (laughs) Thank you. And I was like, yeah, I just wanted to be honest with you about 
I didn't do that right. Right. And it was like a game changer for the rest of the day. And mm-hmm. it was a it was a moment where I didn't have to do that. Like she came back down fine, but showing a child like I can be honest about ways I've screwed up mm-hmm. is a very powerful thing. And like she she does not lie to me like ever because right. we've set up this environment where we can be very honest with one another. Mm-hmm. Um and she'll She'll be like, oh, no, I kicked him. But here's why. Can I tell you why? And I'm like, please do. Like, <laughs> yes, I want to know because I, I trust you. Right. So I'm sure that there was something happening that you chose to kick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it's powerful when you can start by setting up that environment. Right. So what do you do if you don't have that environment and you come in and the children are already lying, though? It's the next exactly. question. Exactly. And that. thank you for that beautiful transition. Um, so... This has been uh, something that I have discussed with several nanny mm-hmm. friends as well because they have been facing this or much to their chagrin, like they've really tried to yes. set these things up, but they get reset mm-hmm. when the parents get home mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily on the same page about that. Yeah. Um, and so that's another thing is when the child is getting different signals from mm-hmm. different adults in their life uh, can also lead to an escalation oh, sure. of... <laughs> Of lying. That's why people have ants that they're honest with and they're not honest with their parents because right. you show us how we can behave towards you if you um, handle a situation a certain way all the time. Yep. Like exactly. lie inviting. I read a book called Tell Me No Lies, uh-huh. um, which is a book for married couples. It has a really <laughs> embarrassing cover, um, but I was reading it and they talk about what, how do you phrase questions that invites people to lie to you? And I was like, and I think I'm fairly open-minded. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing that. Right. So tell me more is a really interesting, cause it's no, there's no judgment in it. Right. You're like, please tell me more about that. Cause I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting when you're like, I don't know. I don't, cause sometimes parents, the way they handle conflict with their right. children or even not the parents, even grandparents, teachers, whatever, mm-hmm. any important adult, how you act matters a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you're phrasing a question where the child realizes that you're looking for a specific answer yes. or there's trouble coming, they will lie to you because it's self-preservation. Yep. So it's really interesting how we, like the little nuances of how we behave, how it invites other people to lie to us, children and adults alike. Yes. Something that I have done that has worked really well with children in the past is to uh, explain like a trust bank. Yes. Um, And so talking about every time you tell the truth Mm -hmm. or do something honest um, in an honest vulnerable open way right it puts money into your account yeah uh in the trust bank and but when you lie Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of money out my parents actually did that to us but it was um the trust tank instead Mm -hmm. of the trust bank and it was like we had gotten in trouble for lying i'm Mm -hmm. sure and uh it was it's easy to they like drew a big water sink i guess okay with like a big hole at the bottom and like Trust comes in in droplets for Mm -hmm. every little action that you do. Like you're on time when you say you're going to be back by dinner. You are where you say you're going to be. Uh, You have done your homework. If you said you have like teeny tiny little every day, how you live your life, seemingly minuscule things is what adds up to make like a big amount of water in the trust tank. Yeah. But at the bottom of the trust tank is a very, they drew this huge cap. (laughs) My dad's a graphic designer. And so he, he and my mom own this art studio and it's like a huge cap. And then the water just shoots out at the bottom. So if you open it, 
you lose a lot of trust more than it takes a long time to yep. put it back in. So that's a really interesting analogy that you have the same one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just slightly different. Yeah. Which, yeah. which I also got from my parents. Yeah. So, um, Must somebody so taught that to someone <laughs> in, the, in the late eighties, early nineties. Exactly. We- exactly. Um, and so, and you can also illustrate it, mm-hmm. um, by by drawing it out, like you said, yeah, or, or like mancala beads, yeah, and, yeah, in a like, jar. Oh, that was very trustworthy. Why don't you put a bead in, and then like if something bad happens, you take like a scoop. Maybe you have like a like a measuring cup scoop. Mm-hmm. You can't see listeners, but I am making <laughs> a motion miming. with my hand for the words I'm looking for. And I love it. <laughs> um, like a a scoop that you would use for a measuring cup right. and then like some go back. So you put one in every time you do something trustworthy and then like a, a big, big scoop, scoop goes back. And maybe if you tell the truth when it's really hard, a big scoop goes in. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. I think that's a great yeah. way to really illustrate it and make for something that uh, is not, is not very tangible, mm-hmm. tangible mm-hmm. Uh, for little ones. Yeah. They talk about too, like kids, when they're really young in preschool, they have a hard time with like, um, abstract thoughts. Mm -hmm. So like sharing is very abstract. They don't understand what that means. But if you say taking turns, Mm -hmm. kids are more able to understand that because they can physically do it and understand like now it's Martha's turn. Now it's Katie's turn. Now little Stevie gets a turn. Now (laughs) Joseph gets a turn. Right. And that makes more sense to them than the abstract concept of sharing. Yeah. So making it physical in a way where they can see it manifested or like see it like really touch it even mm-hmm. is really helpful and having them physically mm-hmm. put those beads in it's like a reward right yeah. so uh very early uh in the podcast i think it was like episode five maybe mm-hmm. we did uh katie was also on that episode <laughs> uh the kindness episode so oh, yeah. that's a project that i did with uh my kiddos where we had a kindness jar mm-hmm. and it's uh we actually never take anything out of the kindness jar no, no. um but we would put beads in or little men color. I remember that. Yeah. Such a great idea. Yeah. And they each had their own color. And so we can see how like we're building kindness together. Yeah. Um, and then when it gets to the top, we get to do something that's kind to ourselves. I love that. Um, so like a day of adventure. Treat yeah. Treat yourself day. <laughs> um, Teach them young. But we got all of those supplies at the dollar store. Yeah. Uh, it was under $5 to make and yeah. you could do the same thing for a trust tank. Yeah. Um, and and make it very visible and having them physically put the beads in yeah. i think is is very good would it, would oh. you suggest uh that you scoop it out though or have them scoop it out i don't or it know. depends on I the think age it matters i think um because there's probably going to be a level of shame involved mm-hmm. when they have to take some out so I would say play it by ear. You could ask the child, yeah, do you want to take the scoop or do you want me to take the scoop? Mm-hmm. Um, because that gives them a little bit of dignity back in this mm-hmm. situation. They have some choice because they're already going to be bummed about it anyways. Right. Um, so I would look for, I would, I would ask specifically what the child wants. Be like, I know this is really hard and you right. feel bad and I feel bad. Would you rather take out the scoop or would you want me to do it? Right. Um, yeah, that's a that's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Yeah, yeah, that's why I when I got stumped on it, I was like, Katie will have a good answer, and you did. <laughs> Thank you. I think asking asking the child what they would yeah. prefer is the way to go. And it helps to um, I think ground a child who is because sometimes you can spiral in those moments where mm-hmm. you know you've done something wrong, and um, 
you feel bad. You're worried that your loved one doesn't love you. Many children are afraid of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even to things that like don't matter. Like right. I had a little girl once who she like, she like accidentally spit carrots out of her mouth and she was like, I'm bad. And I was like, you're not bad. And she was like, you think I'm bad. And I was like, look at my face. Does it look like the face of someone who thinks you're bad or the face of someone who loves you? And she was like, you think I'm bad. I was like, now I think you're crazy. (laughs) And we, we got through that and cleaned it up. And like, it was just that consistent, like she already feels bad. The child's already going to feel bad. Um, yeah, it's, that's a difficult it's, one. It's hard. And trying to give them some kind of dignity back. Right. Because that's an important lesson too, is that life life goes on after mm-hmm. you've messed up and it matters how you fix it. Right. Um, and then I think right after that, mm-hmm. really looking for opportunities to start putting oh, yeah. things back in. And I think that you as a nanny, when you're doing this kind of a system, it actually will help you to celebrate and positively reinforce the little ways that they're being trustworthy. Mm -hmm. And so you're probably going to see a lot more of that. Um, I did a weekend babysit for a family I've known forever. I was their nanny for three years and, um, that was like four years ago. Uh And so I babysat them ever since. And, um, that family, the little boy is now like 10 and Mm -hmm. riding his bike places without like his mom's like, it's okay. And I was like, are you sure? Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, he, he comes home literally without fail at the time you ask him to come home. And I used to tell him before, um, he would go for like the weekends. Cause I've been there like four or five times now since he's, um, for like weekend sits Mm -hmm. since he's been able to do that. And I'm like, okay, this is the time I would like you home. Five minutes past that time, I'm going to start to get worried. And Mm -hmm. 10 minutes past that time, I'm going to start panicking. (laughs) Right. And he's like, got it. And he's never come home more than two minutes past the time. And it's like, it's just like, it's amazing when you celebrate it. And I was like, oh man, like you really, you always are so trustworthy and coming home. Like, I'm really impressed that you keep doing that. Um, Although now that I say that out loud, maybe don't say always. So always and never are words you should avoid with children. And so, uh, they often recommend like, wow, you're, you're so, you're being so responsible today. Like, I'm really impressed with you or like, you must be so impressed with you. You've grown so much. Right. Um, and giving it to them to take ownership of yes. is really important. And Instead so not of saying like, I'm proud yeah. saying you must be really proud, so of, proud yourself. of Yeah. How responsible you're being. Right. Or I'm noticing how responsible you are. You really, mm-hmm. this is how I saw you do it today. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually been doing that with, the. Uh, a swim lesson. I'm like, so what are your goals for you in swimming today? Cause it's I, very teacher focused. And I they, do that yeah. as well. And I want them to have some ownership over their swim lesson be like, what are you trying to work on? Cause mm-hmm. like the teacher's always like, this is what we would do. This is what we need to do. This is what needs to be fixed. And I'm like, what is your, <laughs> so it's, it helps them to take ownership and to know that they do have a say and they do have power in their life. And mm-hmm. that also helps them to be more trustworthy when they realize that they have ownership over the outcome. Right. It's not something that's happening to them. Yeah. It's something they're actively involved yeah, in making absolutely. choices. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. And so if you do come into a family mm-hmm. where this is a problem, mm-hmm. um, as many of you probably have, <laughs> yes, yeah. no family is perfect friends. I'm sure, no. you know, and that's why we had the episode about drinking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, a few weeks ago, if you have not listened to that episode, it's so it's funny nanny wine pairings and it's, it's just a fun, it's so great. Um, real fun episode. But if you come into this 
one thing to start with is to talk about it, mm-hmm. to talk about it a lot mm-hmm. and to explain your reasoning, uh, why you want them to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then set them up for success yeah. that when they are honest about mistakes that they don't get, you know, super punished that yeah. you talk about why that can't happen again. But yeah here I but thank you for being honest yeah. with me all the things that we've discussed that if there isn't a problem with lying also do all of these yeah. things there's also a list of books um that I will post on uh chronicles of nania facebook mm-hmm. and chronicles of nania.com um so check those out but there's a list of books yeah. that yeah. Uh, range in harshness. There's one yeah. that I was not like, all children's books are appropriate for children, friends. <laughs> yeah, read and scan first. There was one that I was like, oh man, yeah. I don't want to read this. Yeah. But it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like the aunt ends up dying because oh. of a lie. I was like, this seems dangerous. But wow, um, that's bold. I haven't read the book, but the summary made me yeah. uncomfortable. We needed like a clap of thunder after that for intensity. Where sing. are you now, storm? <laughs> It's actually looking kind of sunny out there now. Um, but anyway, and so I will post that. Yeah. But, you know, the the boy who cried wolf mm-hmm. can only go so far yeah. in teaching yeah. this lesson. And, I mean, there's also certain things to be said for um, holding them accountable for their behavior. So I had a, this has happened to me, uh-huh. where when I was like four, my older, one of my older sisters, we were at the grocery store, was like, Bet you can't take that fruit striped gum home with you without anybody noticing. Oh. I was four, so I didn't right. know it was stealing. And I was like, bet you I can. Um, and also <laughs> fruit striped gum is putting delicious. putting it in my pocket. No. So I took it home and then I got home. And this shows you how like ignorant I was. I was like, here you go, mom. Because like we would like give our treats to our mother at the end of the grocery store visit. Uh-huh. Um, we got all the way home. We lived like 20 minutes from the grocery <laughs> store at the time. And my mom was like, what is this? And mm-hmm. I was like, it's from the store. And she was like. We did not buy this. And I was like, oh, no, my sister told me to put it in my pocket. And I did. She dared me to. And she my mom, like she wasn't like super furious, but she made an example for sure. She put away the groceries. My dad stayed with my other two sisters. My mom and I drove 20 minutes back to the grocery store so that I could return it to the specific clerk I took it from. Oh, my goodness. And I had to apologize. I said, I'm sorry I took this. I'm I that was stealing and I hope you can forgive me and mm-hmm. the lady was like what's happening right now <laughs> but I have not ever stolen anything since then right like it's it was very clear to me um but my mom didn't stop loving me she was very like this is why we don't do this right and it made a very big impact so living with integrity in that way and being like hey like you smashed your neighbor's pumpkin like I saw you do it we're gonna find a way how do you think we can fix this how can yes. we make amends but you do need to tell them it was you. Right. So going over and being like, hey, yesterday night I was with my friends and I squished your pumpkin and I'm sorry that I did that, but I bought you a new pumpkin with my allowance money or whatever it right. is. And helping them through these difficult situation situations goes a really long way in helping them become successful adults who can navigate these issues. Mm-hmm. Just so like, if oh man, if all kids could have that, how beautiful life would be. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, it also in this article talked about like social, social lying. Mm -hmm. So like you taking the blame for something that you didn't do Mm. to save someone else. Yeah. Um, which is a later development. Yeah. But, um, navigating that. And that's hard too. Cause it's like, 
they're being compassionate, but mm-hmm. also they're withholding like the laws of our, like our own earth. If you make like, that's not always going to be the case for that kid. And right. it's better that they learn now that mm-hmm. their actions have consequences and you can't always save your friends. That's so hard. I know. I, I mean, like it's hard for me as a 28 <laughs> year old. I always want to save my friends. But sometimes your friends need to experience the consequences of their actions. Right. Because that's actually the loving thing to do, mm-hmm. um, which feels terrible. But sort of walking through that with your child, depending on how old they are, right, is an important thing to learn, too, for the kid and for um, their friend. That mm-hmm. when you do something, you often have to, because guess what? If you commit a murder many times you're the one going to jail. Like, right. you know, like it's, many people aren't like, you know what? It I'll was, take this it one. with me. <laughs> it's cool. I'll take this life sentence. Yeah. Because, and, and it's actually a disservice to your loved one to not let them feel the consequences of what they have done. Exactly. Like reaping and sowing. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and we talked about that in the boundaries, boundaries episode. Yeah. So if that is something that you are going through with your kids, mm-hmm. listen to the boundaries episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a really good one. Even if it's not something you're going through, just listen to it. Yeah. It's a great, great episode. I'm also curious too about, um, cause you mentioned social lying about what, cause I mean like you get a gift you don't like from right. a loved one. Do you're like, I hate this, by the way, I don't like these <laughs> socks or I'm grandma. This is the dumbest thing you've ever given me. You know, like right. there's, it's hard to walk that line too, of being thankful and grateful mm-hmm. and also just not liking whatever it is that someone got you. And, or, um, if you're invited to a party and your friend isn't, that's also very challenging to navigate. Yes. So I'm curious, did the article recommend anything for those? It, it did not. Um, but let's. Let's reason through it, you and I. We've got two powerful brains. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I do think explaining, um, like, the compassion Mm -hmm. element, if you guys have talked about that, Mm -hmm. will be helpful in that moment of the compassionate thing to do is is to not focus on the fact that you don't like the gift, is to focus on, like, thank you for thinking of me in connection with this. Yeah, yeah. you know, putting a positive quote unquote spin on it um, or thinking about, you know, like they must have worked hard to earn the money to get yeah. this gift or knitted it for you or, or knitted it for yeah. you or yeah. um, any of that approaching it that way yeah. instead of focusing on. I don't like this. I'm going to get rid of it. So like switching your focus from you to the other person Mm -hmm. and to see, yeah, I think that's probably a good and like finding things to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. Um, even if it's not an ideal like situation, I guess, where it's like, I don't really want to go to X, Y, and Z. Certainly if it's, if it's very, um, uncomfortable, I think you probably can address it Yeah. or be like, wow, I'm so excited. Like, generally I don't love these, but this is great. Or, you know, or maybe like being thankful then and then just giving them a gift suggestion next time. Or yes, that's a really good (laughs) way around that. Yeah. It's interesting because it's a gray area too, because we're like, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie. Don't tell your grandma you didn't like that gift she gave you, you know, like that was rude. So like we're, we're taught these two different, um, ideas and also Mm -hmm. I think that and conflicting ones with that (laughs) I think for the invitation thing I've always it's a hard thing to navigate as well I've always been someone who's like 
I won't bring it up that I've been invited if you haven't. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me specifically, I'll be like, yeah, I was invited to go to that. Right. Um, but it's because it's it's not again, it's a boundary like I, I'm not responsible for who was or was not invited to this. Event. Right. I'm not the host of it. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really interesting if you can walk and, that line between honesty and compassion. I think that that's probably a good place to live. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and I think with the invitation, maybe the give an older kid mm-hmm. came to me with that problem, I would say maybe try to schedule a play date with mm-hmm. that person, just yeah. you and her yeah. or you and him yeah. um, soon yeah. to be like, I, I really like you as a friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I think you bring a lot yeah. to our friendship. Yeah. If that's the way you feel. Yeah. If it's not, then also don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't lie. Um, I saw an article once that talked about lying and they mm-hmm. said, um, they live their life on these three principles of telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Is it kind? Mm-hmm. Is it true? Mm-hmm. And is it necessary? Yeah. And they said, if it's two of the three, I usually tell the truth. Okay. And if it's, none of them or only one like if it's true but it's not kind or necessary like don't do it if it's necessary um and true but it's not kind maybe you should do it Mm -hmm. um because it's necessary Mm -hmm. if it's kind well i guess if it's kind of necessary and it's not true you shouldn't do it well no i guess maybe because that's the that's the gift issue yeah so maybe that person has a really solid idea there but that's like that's a good set of guidelines to think about when you're teaching your children about um, not always being upfront. There's right. a difference between honesty and openness as well. Yes. So that might be an interesting um, point to touch on in those difficult situations. That's a great way to approach yeah. it, I think. I think about that a lot of times. So yeah. it's like, it's an interesting way to view a shady, <laughs> uncomfortable, morally gray area where you're like, I don't know, not really mine to share. Right. Is this going to do more damage than good? Yes. Yes. And then in that same vein, but a little bit, not necessarily to do with lying, but something that I heard during a TED talk Mm -hmm. is uh, talking like the person that you're talking about is always right behind you. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Um, So that you're not like enforcing gossip Mm -hmm. or things like that. Um, And I think that that helps you avoid those gray areas. Absolutely. Is if you are consistently talking like the person you are talking about can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. And to think about, um, I, I often try to live my life. Maybe this is early childhood, but if you have to say something negative to sandwich it between positive things, a compliment um, sandwich. Yes, exactly. <laughs> which they teach you in early childhood education. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of what they suggest on delivering difficult news mm-hmm. is to put it between two positives. Right. Um, but that's a good tactic as well. If you're like, you know, this happened, but I know she's always trying to, you know, she's working really hard on that. And I know she's working to be a more available friend or whatever it is. Right. So that way, if someone talks about it with you later, you can be like, yeah, I did say that. Mm -hmm. I also said these three things, you know, where it's like, (laughs) I think that that's a realistic portrait of what's happening. And I don't really, I understand the discomfort with that one part of it, but here it is in context. But yeah, yeah, but that uh, one part of it was true and necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I was willing to sacrifice yeah. the kind. And well, and the other thing is kind is not nice. Right. Kind and nice are different things. Mm-hmm. And 
sometimes the kind thing to do, like I could date someone forever I didn't love because mm-hmm. it's nice. It would be unkind. It wouldn't be nice to like break up with him, but it's not really kind right. to date someone you don't care about. Right. It's actually very unkind, mm-hmm. even though it's nice. Right. So it's a, it's the split between those two words, I think is a really important mental split. Mm-hmm. And you can talk to that because children don't understand that. No. Because they seem like many synonyms. adults do not yeah. understand that. <laughs> but being nice and being kind are totally different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times kindness is more challenging. Right. Because it's, it might offer a more upsetting initial experience. Mm-hmm. But the kind thing to do, Martha and I had a friend once <laughs> who uh, didn't want to break up with his girlfriend uh-huh. and he was going to graduate school and mm-hmm. he was like, well, I'm going to move out there. She's flying out to see me and then I'll break up with her. And I was like, you're going to make that girl fly <laughs> out to see you at graduate school and help you pack and move so you can dump her. That dump is, her now. That's yeah. not very, that's not very kind at all. Like it's no. nice to not to like not, not do, do it, it right over now. the phone or yeah, whatever but like you should you shouldn't that's mm-mm. not kind like there's a difference between those two yes for sure and i can confidently tell that story because he knows it's true and i said all those words to his face <laughs> so <laughs> she's talking about him in the way that she that would if he I was literally sitting right here. talked to him. i was like are you kidding me yes i remember yeah <laughs> i was there also several years ago <laughs> I'm in the future also. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Birbiglia, one of my favorite <laughs> comedians. Anyway, back to lying. Yes. Um, actually, I will say this. Uh, if you want some humor about this subject, uh, because it's it's not necessarily lying, but the difference between nice and kind, mm-hmm. Mike Birbiglia's new special, Thank God for Jokes, <laughs> covers that issue in a really, really great yeah. way um, of like, every joke comes at the expense of someone, mm-hmm. but if it, if it serves a purpose mm-hmm. to move society forward, it's important to make the joke. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and he picks out people that, uh, have need EpiPens, which I am one of. Yeah. And so I, <laughs> I was like, Oh, I see what you mean. There. I can appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the three people in the audience. that. <laughs> um, but anyway, and so also, Another gray area to throw at, yeah, is the surprising versus lying. Yeah, or a secret. Or um, a secret that, yeah. Yeah, because secrets, we often say in the house that I nanny for now is we don't keep secrets from our grownups. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they struggle. They're like, but what about not telling them about their Christmas gift? I was like, right. that's a surprise and that's different. A surprise you eventually tell them. Mm-hmm. You're just not telling them yet because you want them to find out later right um but a secret is not telling them at all ever mm-hmm. and that's not okay because grown-ups are trying to keep you safe mm-hmm. um and that that's obviously goes much better if you don't react poorly when they tell you the <laughs> truth um, yes because we worry about things like how other adults are treating the children that we're caring for and um, things that are happening when they're at school and things that are happening on the playground or um, if they're having thoughts of depression and suicide, even young kids will experience that. And, um, it's important that you be someone that they can talk to about it. Right. Um, and not just hide and isolate themselves. So, and then like much older, I always scale things up like a million Mm -hmm. degrees. I don't know why it's just a gift (laughs) I have, but I'm like, what about when they're drinking and like, Uh, when they're in high school and they shouldn't be, and then like their buddies wasted and going to drive home or like, 
hey, I feel really uncomfortable. This is something that happened. Or I got hit by my friend the other day, mom, or my Mm -hmm. boyfriend or whoever, my girlfriend. These are important things that you want your child to talk to you or their parents about. And so by like, it's just so important to create an environment where they can learn to tell you the truth and there aren't secrets between you. There might be something you choose not to share yet, but it's not necessarily like you don't have to share every detail of your personal life with another human, Mm -hmm. but it's important that your kids learn that if there's something that they need to talk about with you, they can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, something that, uh, Brene Brown, uh, Mm -hmm. who did two wonderful Ted talks about shame and has written many, Mm -hmm. uh, she's a a shame researcher. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she talks about with her kids that, um, she has taught them to write, write down Mm -hmm. their, quote unquote, stormy first drafts. <laughs> so in that one, it's raw emotion. Yeah. Um, and you can write whatever you want. Nobody has to read it. Mm-hmm. And so just your gut reaction mm-hmm. to the situation, mm-hmm. what is making you feel yeah. strongly about something, yeah. anger, fear, shame, yeah. you know, any of those. If you are feeling strongly about something, sit down and write a stormy first draft. Yeah. And then go talk to your adult. Yeah. So that's a really good way to yeah. to help them through. It's like sifting. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, then then after you've written that, uh, you just have a somewhat clearer mm-hmm. idea. There's and then a, you can talk about it in a way that is yeah. helpful instead of just like word vomiting. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a podcast that is for the other podcast I listen to that's not Martha's um, that they talk about. It's like for relationships. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned it was a topic about like how to get past cheating in a relationship. Right. And that was a really interesting one because there are obviously so many emotions involved. Right. And um, one of the things they talked about was when you are trying to get over or maybe it wasn't cheating. Maybe it was betrayal. So it could right. be like other things as well. Um, when you're trying to get past a betrayal from a loved one, mm-hmm. they suggested writing a draft with just like all your nastiest, most horrible feelings and thoughts towards that person, towards yourself, towards the relationship. And you don't have to censor it because you're not going to give it to them. Right. And they're like, you shouldn't because no. then you're going to censor it and you're not going to see the depth of what it is. And they're like, maybe you don't even read it. Maybe you just write it and you don't judge yourself. And then crumble it up and throw it away. Right. Because you're afraid of what you're going to see. You're afraid of what someone else will see. But if you don't offer it to anyone and you just like let that all come out, then sometimes you can think more clearly about what it is because you sort of drained the pus from the wound. Yeah. So you can see what's actually happening underneath it. Yeah. So I think that's probably coming from yeah, the same, same idea. idea. I wonder if they got that from her, actually, because a lot of these have. experts are, have mentioned her. Yeah. I just can't remember well enough. But teaching kids that are old enough to write mm-hmm. that methodology of uh of like if you are feeling strongly about Mm -hmm. something if you want to go by yourself and write it and write a stormy first draft Mm -hmm. and then let's talk about it but the step that needs to happen is let's talk about it yeah um sometimes coloring is good for for you younger ones too (laughs) yes you can't write but why don't you draw me a picture of how Mm -hmm. like you're feeling right now Mm-hmm. And then let's talk about the picture. Like, what is this black part? What is this blue and gray part? What is this green part? There's yeah. some yellow over here. What's that? Uh, also, if they have a lot of toys, mm-hmm. a lot of like figurines, mm-hmm. you can also have them make, if they're like, I don't want to draw, I'm not good at it yeah. or whatever. You can have them make a scene yeah. with their action figures. Yeah. 
and that will offer a lot and then talk about it. That's Uh, interesting because it's like, it's sort of like play therapy. Like they mm -hmm. talk about puppets in early childhood a lot and it's like a mat. They're just so magical. They kind of creep out adults sometimes. Right. But a puppet, a child will say many things that they would never say to an adult, to a puppet. Mm -hmm. And that's because some magic happens and they're (laughs) like, this puppet is a different thing. And I can tell them whatever because they've never judged me before. Like it's not a grown up, it's a puppet. Mm -hmm. And so... You'll see in classes when you're using puppets, kids who don't often speak because they're nervous that they're going to do it incorrectly, mm-hmm. will talk to a puppet rapidly. And right. you're like, who is this child? <laughs> Where is all this language? And so a lot of times in like um, child therapy, they will use puppets mm-hmm. because a child might be more willing to offer information to that. So if you're having trouble with lying, you can, <laughs> if you're not creeped out by it, get a little puppet and try to talk to the child. Or um, another aspect is to show a puppet modeling, telling the truth, because that's also a really good way to learn. Um, If you have like, you could talk about it with one of the parents too, and like model, you could like be like, Hey, we're having this issue. Would you mind if I came towards you with like an example lie that maybe I had told or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we can show the child how to interact that way. And it, it helps them like co-teachers do it all the time. We're like, no, this is mine. Give it back to me. And (laughs) then like the kids help you work it out or whatever it is, they get a part of the process. Right. Um, So if your parents are game for it and you guys have a little (laughs) bit of overlap, you guys could work on that Mm -hmm. and be like, actually that wasn't true. I'm sorry I said that or whatever it is. So they see what it's like. Yes. And they can see their parent also accepting if the issue is the parent. Right. It might be good for the parent to understand that how their child's receiving the information matters and like how they're receiving the lie. So that might be a nice way to point it out to the parents without actually having to point it out because that can be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But can also be really contributing oh, yeah, yeah. so much yeah. to, to the problem that you're trying to avoid. Yeah. So no, that's all really a, a great ways to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> we think. Yeah. Try, it, try it out. Um, is there anything else? Um, I would say... Again, model the behavior you Mm -hmm. want. Um, Don't try to trap a child in a lie. If you know that they have lied to you, just say, hey, can I just tell you, I I know that that's a lie because of this. And I really want to hear your side of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, And also uh, showing them how you got there. Yeah. Like the logic that you used is another like side teaching moment. Absolutely. Of like, I did this detective work, you know, and yeah. And, and to be like, hey. I know that you must be like scared or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. I understand that. But I really want us to tell each other the truth because then I know like that grace goes a long way. Now when the child that I work with most is like, I really didn't. I'm like, okay, I really believe you because you tell me the truth so often. Mm -hmm. So like, and she'll be like, I had an ice cream sandwich and a half. And you're like, cool, great. Like, (laughs) thanks for telling me the truth. Maybe don't do that. Right. But how um, does your tummy feel now? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not today, yeah. but, um, it is helpful to model that and to like, and to show them how you used your logic to get there. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And then they can use that to suss out what they think is true and false. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think. And pointing out and, yeah. when they tell the truth, one of my kids, mm-hmm. uh, as 
he was potty training. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to a point where he hadn't had an accident in months. Yeah. And so I started asking, you know, usually if I ask like, or I'll say like, let's all just go to the bathroom. Let's yeah. just visit. Yeah. But I started, you know, if he was playing, I would be like, do you need to potty? Yeah. And if he said no, I would say explicitly, okay, I trust you. Yeah. Um, I trust that you know when you need to go to the potty. Yeah. Please tell me when you do. Yeah. And then, you know, little moments yeah. like that that you can find that are like, you've told me the yeah, truth absolutely. so many times about this that I believe you. I believe you. There's a there's a book which is great and it's um how to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk. Mm-hmm. Um I read it during um like a practicum I was student teaching and it was the teacher recommended it to me um because she had just read it and loved it. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. And they talk about like when you are working with a child, um, it's important to like allow yourself the space to invite them to tell you the truth, mm-hmm. to give them and like celebrate like, oh my gosh, if they did have an accident, be like, wow, like you've been, you went really a long time without an accident. Good right. for you. And not focusing on the negative part. Like I think in the book, they like losing your backpack or whatever the right. habitual issue might be be like oh my gosh I can tell you've been so responsible you haven't lost your backpack for like three weeks four weeks yeah that must have been really hard let's get you a new backpack let's find you know like I'm I'm sure next time it'll probably be longer too because I can tell you're becoming so responsible um and sort of getting at it from that angle and trying to support them and show them grace like you would want if you had messed up Mm -hmm. and be like like if the kid did have an accident be like okay like you went a really long time. Sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. What do you think we could do next time right. to help you listen to your body or remember that you need to go to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. So celebrate the wins, guys. Yes, yes. It's... Maybe in a trust tank. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't think the tr- I don't think it has to be at like DEFCON 5 to yeah. do the trust tank. No, I, I think, think it's a great idea to do it that so that they can see it. Mm-hmm. And it's um, there when you need it. You have the groundwork laid. Right. Exactly. And yeah, just building the vocabulary mm-hmm. of talking it through consistently, especially when it's a non-issue, because right. then you're all in a really safe space right. to talk about it. And they're in a safe space to he- actually hear it mm-hmm. instead of looking. Because I know for me personally, and I think for a lot of people, if I'm in trouble, mm-hmm. then every bit of information, I'm just looking at how I messed up right in that information right. instead of like how can I grow from this right and right. so talking about it before it's a problem mm-hmm. or when it's when you're in those long stretches of it not being a problem yeah is really a, a great way to uh make it easier and to have the groundwork laid for right for when it happens again right because exactly. it will and yeah that's the other thing is like we're not perfect we're not machines nope. we just <laughs> We do our best as as much as we can, and sometimes we screw it up, mm-hmm. uh, adults and children alike. Mm-hmm. And um, part of love is being compassionate, not necessarily permissive. Those are different things. Yes. Um, because you can say like, hey, thanks for telling me the truth. I do have to take this away from you because I, I don't trust you to use it safely, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that you can earn it back because already just telling me the truth makes me trust you more than I would have if you had kept lying to me. Right. And like, be like, what do you think is an appropriate time period for like 
not having whatever it is. Right. Um, I was going to say car keys and I was like, that's not quite the age group we're nanny. Uh, but scissors though. Oh yeah. I bet. I've, I've had that issue where kids will cut their own hair. Oh yeah. And so uh, like you we lose had, access. Yeah. We yeah. had to have the talk of like, I have to put the scissors in a place that you can't play with them mm-hmm. without me observing you mm-hmm. because it's like, not, it's yeah, yeah. I don't trust you not to use them. I don't trust yeah. you not to cut your own hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and scissors are, are a really serious they can be thing. Dangerous, they can yeah. be very dangerous. Yeah. And so until you can play with them safely in a way and that is yeah, safe. appropriately, mm-hmm. two different things, friends, <laughs> then I cannot, yeah, I cannot just let you have them in because your art supply kind. kit. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to let them have it. It would right. be so nice, but it wouldn't be kind. Exactly. Yeah. Wonderful. So for all of this, I'm going to post several of the things that we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a book recommendation list uh, from this episode, <laughs> not only for kids, but maybe for adults, because yeah. we mentioned a lot of books. Uh, and if you were driving while you're listening to this, you couldn't, to write and you drive. couldn't have written it down. So, uh, At so least we hope you did not. Yes, we hope you did not. <laughs> So I will take care of that for you and post a list of the books that we mentioned on chroniclesofnania.com and on uh, Chronicles of Nania, the Facebook uh, group. Uh, probably not Instagram, but right. But I will post cute pictures on Instagram. So check us out <laughs> there too. And uh, Twitter as well. Uh, if you have a specific case that you feel like we did not cover mm-hmm. and you would like help with mm-hmm. please email in to chronicles of nania at gmail.com uh katie and i talk frequently and so uh, accurate and not I, a lie that's the truth <laughs> that is the truth and i i would love to have an excuse to sit down with her and help you um in any way that we can uh so we end each episode with a cute or funny story um that that is from nannying and and I brought one this week it's been a while since I brought one but this this happened somewhat recently uh so I was cleaning up from lunch or breakfast some meal uh and the two children that I nanny were playing in like the living room Mm -hmm. so I could hear them but I couldn't see them Mm -hmm. uh and they are three and five and so the three-year-old wanted Legos sure. that the five-year-old was playing with. Like three and five-year-olds do. Like three and five-year-olds do. And so the three-year-old was whining and saying, give me those Legos. <laughs> and the five-year-old uh, says, brother, I'm saying brother instead of the name, yeah. brother, I don't like you. I love you. <laughs> that was his. Love him through it. Yes. And, and was like, and and I will give you those Legos. <laughs> like very angry and <laughs> yelling it. And yeah. then and then the the three-year-old answered back, brother, I don't like you. I love you. <laughs> and you can keep them. Oh wow. It was like Oh my god! I'm just gonna love you straight through this annoying moment. I'm just gonna love you like you wouldn't believe. That's hilarious. (laughs) And I was so proud of them. And uh, and and I like what just happened? I know. I was like, I don't want to go in there because I'll break it. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, but then I did catch the five-year-old later and said, like, I heard for you. that you approached that with so much love and I really appreciate yeah, and generosity you, and generosity wow. yeah. and I appreciate that you were willing to share your Legos and um and he beamed yeah <laughs> it's know. nice to be noticed for your accomplishments and things that aren't 
normal. Not, yeah. not, not that that's not normal, but, but like things that you really strive for and you try to do. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice yeah. to be noticed. And so, but it was just so funny. That's I was so cute trying to not laugh loudly. <laughs> I love the aggressiveness of their love and and kindness. That was like, wow, they really went for it. We are like at that point in the summer where it's (laughs) like, you know, they've just been each other's playmates for too long. Oh boy. That they're just like, I'm done having to share with you, but I know I have to. I'm going to love you through this. Yeah. Yeah. It was so cute. That's hilarious. (laughs) Well, Thank you so much, Katie. Yes, my pleasure. This was wonderful as always. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. The Chronicles of Nannia is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nannia and on Twitter at Nannia Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnannia at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.